Hey everybody, this is Flavio Romeo, and on this episode of the Towncast, we had the opportunity of going down to Patterson, New Jersey, downtown, to City Hall, and talking to Mayor Andre Sayeg. He is the mayor of Patterson, just re-elected last year, and he talks about many of the upgrades and, and many of the... Uh, revitalization programs that they've already put in place and what's coming, like the Patterson Falls, the Riverwalk, uh, some amazing things. I, I think you're really going to enjoy the episode. All right, everybody, so here we are. We're in the inner sanctum of the mayor's office, Mayor of Patterson, New Jersey, Mayor Andre Sayek. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Flavio, I love your name, by the way. I only know a few Flavios, so I think you make three Flavios. <laughs> and I do know another Sayek. You they do? Yes, the theater. I've seen a couple movies there. In fact, I think I'm going to see It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, Christmas time. Correct. All right. And if you can make it out for October 30th, we're doing you? The Shining. Oh. For Halloween. I like to bring my kids, I don't know, my kids can't. They're a little too young. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be scared. I like to move myself. Yeah, I yeah, teach yeah. psychology, so. Yeah, so hey, October 30th, don't forget. Uh, but I really appreciate the time. Of course. I, I, I said, I, I told the mayor beforehand, I do not envy his position. <laughs> There's some positions that I envy, this position I don't envy, and you did it again. So, I mean, you have a long, you were born in Patterson. What part of Only Patterson? home I've ever known. So I was born in St. Joseph's Hospital. And what, what, what part of Patterson did you it's grow up? It's considered the South Patterson section, and then we moved to the Lakeview section. There are 12 neighborhoods in Patterson, so yeah. I primarily grew up in two of those neighborhoods. Okay. Yes. I lived in, on Lakeview, in the Lakeview section for almost like 40 years of my life. Wow. Yes. Because so when deep my roots. mother was diagnosed with dementia, my wife and I, we were married, and we moved back in with my mother to take care of her. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, my yes. dad had that. Really? That's a tough. That's tough. It's really hard on the family. Yeah. The caregivers. Yeah. It is. And my mother's actually still alive, but she's in the late stages. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's hard. It is. But she did a lot to me, a lot for me, and she got me to this point. Yeah. So I'm profoundly grateful. Yeah, my mother, very good. My mother's from Syria, Aleppo. Okay. And my father is from Beirut, Lebanon. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, my, my, I'm, an, I'm an immigrant. We came in from Italy in uh, mid-60s. I could tell what a name like Flavio. <laughs> so We keep circling back to that. Yeah. I'm very fascinated with that name. Yeah. And a lot of people think I'm Spanish because my last name, yeah. it's pronounced Romeo. Yeah. But they say Romero and they just ruin it. So. Well, the two other Flavios I know are Dominican. Oh, see? Yes. It's, it's, you're, we're in good company. Uh, so you you've you've lived here your whole life. You've you've been in politics pretty much a, a lot of your life. You got yeah. involved in city council. First school board actually. I was elected to the school board about twenty years ago. Twenty years ago. What were you? Fifteen? No, I mean I had my master's degree already from Columbia University. Yeah. So I ran for school board right after I earned my master's from Columbia University, but I lost. Where'd you get your undergrad? Seton Hall. Seton Hall. Okay. I graduated, I was valedictorian with the highest honors. Wow. But if you want to go back to DePaul High School in Wayne, that's where I barely graduated. I graduated last in my high school class. Did you really? And we turned it around. And it's good <laughs> my mother. My mother's terrific. Yeah. She was my first motivator, my first mentor. And she was a bus driver. Because she, oh, wow. she had very little formal education in Syria. She yeah. came, she got married. Unfortunately, my father left 
us when I was eight years old. So she had to find a way and she did and she did. And high school wasn't motivated. And then all of a sudden it was like, I got struck by a bolt of lightning. It was more so my mother just being persistent. Yeah. And then going from last in high school to being first at Seton She must've been so proud. She was, she yeah. was, especially Columbia because she, yeah, she Columbia. wanted, she wanted me to go to Columbia university. I wanted to go to George Washington university in Washington. She said, you're going to go to Columbia. And I did, and I'm, I'm better for it. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you, sir. So once you graduated. Yeah. I ran for you, office, but I lost the first time I was in my twenties. Really? Yeah. And then, and then you ran and again. And I built on that. Yeah. I ran again and we like, won. What did I do wrong? True. Well, people didn't know who I was. I was just coming out of college and I, with all due respect, I didn't go to school in Patterson. I went to Catholic schools. I went to school in Clifton and I went to school in Wayne. Okay. So I guess it, not being in the public school system, I wasn't well known right, in right, Patterson. Right. Yeah, so I just had to earn it. Here. Yeah, you have to earn it. People need to know who you are. Because yeah. there's always, you're always met with a certain level of skepticism when you're new on the scene. It's yeah, like, who is this person? Yeah, right, right. right. What does he know? Yes. So. So you did it. You ran. Sort again. of like a Rocky Balboa of Patterson politics, <laughs> right? Yeah, I lost, I lost the first time, won, and then got reelected to the school board. Then the councilman that in my ward, the sixth ward, he retired after like 28 years. And I ran and won three three terms as a councilman. Wow. But I didn't win the first time I ran for mayor. I didn't win the second time I ran for mayor. I had to be persistent. I've lost three elections, actually. Really? Yes. Persistence. Rocky Balboa of politics. <laughs> Persistence prevails when all I'll else fails. I'll see if I can put the music underneath just to... Yes. I don't know if I... Yes, I have my Apollo Creed socks. That's perfect. Yes. That's great. I like him. Thank you. So you run for council. You're in council. You're in the board. Yeah. Education. Yeah. So, so one, what were your biggest challenges? Oh, okay. Obviously, curriculum, yeah. test scores, student achievement. One thing that, and, and I went to Catholic school, St. Brendan and Clifton, it's no longer there, unfortunately. Catholic schools are closing. Yeah. And then DePaul and Wayne, like I said. And I was you, always accustomed to having a uniform on. Right. And the Patterson Public Schools, they didn't. And unfortunately, there are kids that just can't keep up. And they, they, they may want to compete with their classmates with clothing, but they can't. Right? Yeah. We have students, low-income families. So I said, why don't we just create parity and have students compete over not what they wear, but over what they know. Right. And so we implemented school uniforms. I was very proud of that. Wow. To this day, my, well, my, all three of my children go to public schools in Patterson, and they said they blame daddy. For <laughs> what they have to wear? Yeah, yeah. So that was a challenge. <laughs> but that's great, because no one can show off and say, look at my new kicks, look at my new clothes. Well, and then you can get this. bullied. Yeah. Like if you have the air, the most recent Air Jordans, and I don't, yeah. you can like pick on somebody because you oh, you have raggedy shoes. I know what that's like. I used to wear the A and P that used to be on Lincoln Ave years ago. Oh yeah, they used to have a rack of sneakers. So once a year, I'd have to buy. They weren't. They looked like Keds, but they were more like Meds or Peds. You know. Uh, so they had the little the little zip ties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's my mother gave me five bucks. All right, go get another pair of sneakers. Well, I like what you're wearing now, Flavio. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd wear them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to show you guys. Sorry. Uh, so you run. You're on the board of education, and, and so the councilman in your ward he retired. retired. So that gave yeah. you inspiration. Believe it or not, he was the mayor of Patterson when I was born. So he was. He, he was mayor, then he got elected to council after he was mayor, and I took a seat. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he was the mayor when I was born. So it's wow. like almost like 20. What's his name? What was his name? Tom Rooney. He's still alive. He's like oh, 95 really? years old. Yeah. Wow. God bless him. So when I got on the council, a couple challenges, actually, one in particular, 
we had a notorious nightclub. We actually had a number of them, and I shut them down working with the police department and the legal department. But one of them was known as the Lava Lounge. I, th I think we closed down like several of these notorious nightclubs, but this one was awful. Like guns inside, drugs inside, and it was smack dab in the middle of a working class neighborhood. It was really uh, like the worst case scenario for these families. They were urinating on their people's property. Yeah, there must have been shootings. Shootings, 3 a.m., prostitution, you name it. And then it was hookah. That was the big thing. It was called the Lava Hookah Lounge. So I fought really hard, and I finally got like a court order and shut them down. Now, what we realized in that, that South Patterson where I was born, it's an underserved population as far as a preschool is concerned. They have a preschool. Really? So we closed down the Lava Lounge, that notorious nightclub, and we opened up a pre their first preschool. And turned Still out the same day. building? And my two kids went there. Really? Yes. Much later. Wow. Yes. Yeah, we and turned it around. around council. Yes, yes. And then later on, when I was council, my last like official act was to bring a second site to the Lakeview section that didn't have a preschool either. Same woman. A Pattersonian, African-American woman, Dr. Brenda Belmont. Really? Yes. Great. She does terrific work with children. Is she still doing it? She has three sites. Wow. We're working on a fourth. That's amazing. Now, the other thing is we had an underserved population as far as like play spaces are concerned. There's not much in the sixth ward. Yeah. So we built like the first playground for the yeah, students I mean, at you're, school that's 25. You're, you're big I'm, on that. You're big on having I'm a all place about that investment. Kids. It's the most worthy investment. You get a return on the investment. You could beat the street, right? It's easy sometimes for children to succumb to the scourge of the streets, but give them positive alternatives, positive outlets. Yeah, give them a place to go. Yes, place to hang because out, place to have fun. kids have legitimate anger, mental health challenges. So keep them focused yeah. and keep them fit. If the pandemic has taught us anything, it's like you have to concentrate on your health and well-being. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of things you're proud of. I am. I'm proud to be a Pattersonian. Yeah. I can tell you that much. It's the well, only. Well, there's such a rich history, and I didn't realize that Alexander Hamilton founded Patterson. Yeah, he's right there. Yeah, he's the founder of Patterson. He is, and and he's the one that was instrumental in turning it into Silk City, right, and creating all that industry. So. As legend has it, July 10th, 1778, during the Revolutionary War, he and George Washington, who at that time was a general, Alexander Hamilton was the aide-de-camp aide to George Washington, so his right-hand man. And then you had Marquis de Lafayette from France. They were having lunch at the Great Falls. And Hamilton, a visionary, he saw the falls and he saw the future. And I'm sure at that meeting, or the setting, that lunch setting, he told George Washington and the Marquis de Lafayette, I'll be back, because I can harness the water for power, yeah, power, for factories, yeah, yeah, hydropower. Sure. Yeah. And true to his word, he came back and on July 4th, 1792, they established the Society for Useful Manufacturing. Well, they actually established the city of Patterson. And I'll tell you the story. Why is it called Patterson and not Hamilton? Because you're like, well, I didn't know Hamilton. Yeah, before. yeah. <laughs> so at that time, in order for a city to become official, you needed a charter. It had to be incorporated. Only the governor could sign and make it official. So Alexander Hamilton and the Society for Useful Manufacturers, they went down to meet with the governor. They showed them this, this concept. He, the, the, the governor was wowed. He said, this is brilliant. Only thing missing, the city based on, an in, on industry. What are you gonna name it? So Hamilton supposedly said, well, Governor William Patterson, Patterson. your name will look good on it. So I guess in exchange for Patterson's name on it, he signed, the governor signed the charter yeah. and hence Patterson, New Jersey. Patterson, New Jersey. Should have been Hamilton, New Jersey. Right, you would think. Now, 
in honor of our founding father, who was made famous or popularized by Lin-Manuel Miranda and the Broadway musical Hamilton, which I've seen twice. I know, he should do a Patterson. Program. Well, there's a Pattersonian in it right now. Really? Damani Van Rensselaer. She's in the cast of really? Hamilton. Yes. Now, in honor of him, we are actually building with tax credits, 130 million that we got, plus some more, a visitor center at the Great Falls where oh, yeah, perfect. it's going to be called the Alexander Hamilton Visitor Center. And we're scheduled to break ground in the spring. So come back, Flavio. Let me know. Let me know. I'll definitely cover well, it. Well, what's currently happening there, and, and uh, we can't see it. There's the rendering. We I'll, have yeah, a river walk built at the falls. So next year when you come, it's going to enhance your experience, the aesthetic appeal. Right. Right. Just like San Antonio has a river walk. So the Great Falls will have our own version of a two-plus-mile river walk. And the ribbon-cutting should be in June or July. I mean, you never is, know, there's delays. It's like the Niagara Falls of, of these You countries. know, look, I've been reading a book on artificial intelligence, it's called Smart Government and how it can improve the way that you serve the public. There's a chapter on AI, artificial intelligence, and tourism. So when, we, when people want to search like Niagara Falls, we want in their search engine, search history, it, we want it to Come pop up Patterson, Patterson Falls. Falls. Oh, that's Great perfect. Falls. Well, I mean, there's nothing. You got to like, think like that. There's nothing like. You got to think area. big. I think part of the problem in the past in Patterson, people thought too small, and they never missed an opportunity to miss an opportunity. Right. And we're seizing opportunities. Just like an hour ago, we cut the ribbon on an innovative affordable housing initiative called Grandparents Raising Grandchildren. Seventy-five affordable housing units for senior citizens who are raising their grandchildren. And that's a need. We're meeting a need there. Yeah. We just cut the ribbon. That's part of what we're doing with affordable housing. Since I took office five plus years ago, we have provided 500 affordable housing units. There's one project on Fifth Avenue, it's called the Riverside Village. That's about 261 units. Then at Hinchliffe Stadium, and we were, we'll talk about that later, Hinchliffe Stadium, we also built 75 units of affordable housing for seniors wow. then we just cut the ribbon on 75 more and then the other one and you can catch that there it's at barclay place it is a partnership between st joseph's health our hospital njcdc one of the largest nonprofit organizations and the city and it's 56 units for individuals who are struggling with with mental health oh, wow. conditions like men, chronic yeah, medical yeah, conditions yeah. some of them are homeless and they seek shelter or they sought shelter they sought shelter in the emergency room so they didn't have anywhere to li live so they just go to the emergency room for shelter now now you'd be able to 56 take them units them there. that we've cut the ribbon on that no well, and we've cut the ribbon on all those projects already today was the last project and for was, now yeah, yeah that's the grandparents raising grandchildren yeah so it's four projects almost 500 units wow now for that, that meeting project, the need that project with the mental health will there be an opportunity for them to get mental health to get yes health. yes that's why you have the hospital involved yeah and that's why you have a nonprofit involved that's great yeah that's awesome you know it was interesting I reached out to the community and uh, and I you know I, I asked post some questions I just said listen I'm, sure, I'm sure. a meeting with the mayor you guys have any questions that you'd like me to bring up and they weren't shy you know they weren't shy about bringing up the, uh, the I'm questions. not shy <laughs> and, and some of which you just answered I know that there was a, a big tax credit yeah uh, so talk a little bit about so the tax credit so let's talk about Hinchliffe Stadium it's, yeah. it was empty and abandoned for 26 years I call it the real field of dreams yeah opened up during the Great Depression 1932 actually they consider July 8 1932 to be the grand opening of Hinchliffe Stadium 
and it quickly became the home for two Negro League teams. So in this country, when African-Americans were not allowed to play baseball in the major leagues, yeah. they played in their own league, and they played in Patterson. And Hinchliffe Stadium is one of only two stadiums still standing that hosted Negro League games. Yeah, how could you not preserve that? The New York Black Yankees called it home. The New York Cubans called it home. Legends, like 20 Hall of Famers played there. Future Hall of Famers, eventual wow. Hall of Famers. Yeah. Larry Doby from Patterson. Sure. Yeah. Then you also had Satchel Paige. You had Josh Gibson played there. James Cool, Papa Bell. Wow. Yes, yes. Monty Irvin from Orange, he played there too. So unfortunately, it was allowed to fall into disrepair, yeah. and it was like decay, and it just was a. It symbolized the city. Yeah. Decades of decay and disinvestment, and now it's like we've restored it, and we're reinvesting in the city. So May nineteenth was the rebirth this year of Hinchliffe Stadium. Awesome. Whoopi Goldberg was there, Senator Cory Booker. Oh, is it that was right? a big event. We had a thousand people. The children sang "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Yeah. Two of the children were mine. Uh, yeah, it was terrific. What a moment for Patterson! I said it put Patterson back in the win column. Yeah. So we use tax credits there. We use the tax credits for the grandparents raising grandchildren. And then the tax credits will also be used for the Alexander Hamilton Visitor Center at the Great Falls. That's gonna be amazing. I mean, you know, people sometimes they don't realize that if you could bring visitors into the t city, you, you're bringing revenue. You know, they're coming in, they're spending oh. money, they're, they're going to the restaurants, they're... Well, the, the National Park Service estimated that last year, 300,000 people visited the Great Falls. Our goal is to get to a million, how? So we're doing the Riverwalk, we're gonna do the Visitor Center name for Alexander Hamilton. We've also approved the project that'll call for a rooftop restaurant across the street from the falls nice. and a food hall to accentuate the multicultural cuisine that we have. Uh, we're the most diverse city in the state and as far as dining is concerned, that's diverse too. Yeah. And we want people to get a taste of Patterson. As long as you put a little Italian in there. You always have to have Italian. <laughs> you just raised the Italian flag on Monday. Did you really? We did. and. All five Italian Americans in Patterson were there. No, no, we had, a, we had a very big turnout. We had a very big turnout. Well, I remember when when we first moved here, my dad used to go to Twenty First Ave. And not as Italian anymore. No, no, it's not more Colombian, Dominican. Yeah, but I, I think Gianella's is still there. The they are. The baker. They are very good. Uh, I mean, we used to go. You know, he used to play Pinochle. Used to play Scopa. I used to sit there and watch TV. You know, I was seven eight Those years old. Days. Yeah, yeah. In all the it's, cafes. Yeah, I mean, wait. I can't wait to see. I'm going to show the yeah. picture of, of the Riverwalk. That's going to be outstanding. Well, a lot is going to be happening there. It's like so much synergy in that section. And it's the source. It's like the symbol of our strength, the falls, right? That's where the urban resurgence for us is going to continue. Yeah. So Hitchliff Stadium is there. The county just redid the bridge, the Wayne Avenue Bridge. It looks beautiful. New lighting. They widened it for pedestrians, the pathways. Then you have the Riverwalk. And then you're gonna have the rooftop restaurant, the dining hall, and then we're auctioning off Libby's. Where you can get hot dogs. Oh, really? So that could be a cafe by the falls. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we want a boutique hotel maybe by the falls. And when we built Hinchliffe Stadium, we actually lured a professional baseball team away from Little Falls. They played at Yogi Berra Stadium for 25 years. Yeah. Now the New Jersey Jackals, the Jackals call Hinchliffe Stadium home. Yeah, that's outstanding. And let me tell you something about, as far as Hinchliffe Stadium is concerned. Almost 100% of the jobs, maintenance, Security and operations, Pattersonians. All of them. Some of them are getting a second chance. That's awesome. We're the only office, we're the first office, mayor's office in the state of New Jersey to have somebody working full time on re-entry. Re we have oh, a reintegration re services. She's right here. She really? works outside of my office. Only the first office, I think Newark now has one. We were first. So she deals with individuals who just 
released, they were released from prison, jail, and she helps them get jobs. Some of those folks work at the Stadium. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. You know, Flavio, I don't promise much. I promised that I would bring back Hinchliffe Stadium because it was a 14-year journey. When I was a councilman in 2009, my wife and I went to the other stadium still standing that hosted Negro League games in Birmingham, Alabama, Rickwood Field. And it was a fact-finding mission. We learned, right? And then I came back in 2010 and ran for mayor, lost, because my goal was Hinchliffe Stadium. One of my goals, because I knew the potential was there. Yeah, yeah. And it's a symbol of our city, meaning like, okay, you know, disinvestment decay decades now we can reverse the trend 2014 i ran i lost again and then 2018 it was like three strikes and i'm out or the third time's a charm thankfully the people of patterson in a landslide not only elected me but re-elected me and hinge the stadium is now fully operational yeah and now you're gonna have the jackals play okay they are playing wait can't wait to spring they're 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 playing now no oh they're they wrapped up the season about a month ago but their winning percentage at hinge the stadium was like over 70 percent they were like unbeatable at Hinchliffe Stadium. Really? Yes. And they wow. went to the playoffs for the first time in like five years. We'll have to have like a Towncast day. We'll just have a bunch of people come out. Let's and go. Watch, and watch the Jackals play. Look, the Jackals have Bobby Jones. He played for the Mets. He's their president. Yeah, so is that right? We could talk to him. Let's do it. I'm right. game. Now, so uh, that was one of the things. One sure, of the sure, things. sure. So the biggest, the biggest things were drugs, guns. I mean, that's... Yeah, it's, it seems epidemic. It seems epidemic. It seems almost overwhelming. Is there something you could talk about? Sure. How so another promise I made was that if I were elected mayor, I would hire a grant writer for the city. We never had a grant writer. And you just can't keep burdening the general operating budget. So we, we got a grant writer. That grant writer has raised almost $50 million. $50 million. Since I took office. We wrote a grant for an opioid response team. We would create an opioid response team to engage people who are struggling with opioid use disorder. We got the grant. We've helped hundreds of people. I mean, sometimes you can't account for anyone who may relapse, but we've helped hundreds of people. We've had so many referrals. The opioid response team, which is comprised of an EMT, a police officer, and a social worker. But then we took it a step further because I gotta mention, I participated, it's prestigious, in the Bloomberg Harvard City Leadership Initiative. Michael Bloomberg, the former mayor of New York City, I'm sure you know, he ran for president, I actually endorsed him. Michael Bloomberg, after he left office, created this cohort of mayors they would train every year. 40 mayors from around the world. So the first cohort was in 2017, and Pete Buttigieg, the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, he was in that cohort who ran for president too. I was in the second one, and you're talking about mayors from around every continent, almost, except Antarctica. But in, in the United States, in my cohort, we had the mayor of Seattle, Miami, Atlanta. So you have like big cities and Patterson, then mayors from Asia and Africa and Europe. Wow. Yes, and me. So as a result, a philanthropic organization known as the Taub Foundation, the Taubs were two brothers who partnered with Senator Frank Lautenberg from Patterson. They created ADP for the payrolls system. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, oh my gosh. Then, they, then they started giving back to Patterson. And they liked the fact that I was mayor because they believed in my vision. So they said, what did you learn from Bloomberg? I said, I need a chief innovation officer. I need a chief data officer. Because I really used the data officer to drive decision-making during the pandemic. Like when to close, when yeah. to open up these non-essential businesses. So the chief innovation officer told me that Bloomberg issued a global mayor's challenge. And it stated that any city that came up with an innovative idea to address a long-standing challenge only exacerbated by the pandemic would get a million dollars from Bloomberg to 
implement the innovative idea. Really? <clears throat> yes. 631 cities from around the world applied for this unique opportunity. He only chose 15, and one of the 15 was Patterson. And now you're talking- Is that talking, because of your opioid response no, no, it's court, watch, I'll get there. And we're talking about London was awarded, Paris, and Patterson. It was called, it is called Real Fix. It's to buttress the work of the opioid response team. Our chief innovation officer created a hotline, 833-REAL-FIX, and we piloted it with five people who are struggling with opioid use disorder. Right. So those five people could call this hotline. Now, drug dealers are really good at customer service. What if, <laughs> what if we were better? Yeah. So we told these five people, look, you know, withdrawal is, some, it's a hardship for them. Yeah. yeah. So we said, we can get you within 70, 90 minutes Suboxone, which is medically assisted treatment to help you wean yourself off whatever you're addicted to. So these five people, part of the pilot program, we got them to call the hotline, connect it to a doctor. The doctor prescribed the medication. We got it to them in 76 minutes. And then the we medication? don't stop. Yes. And then we didn't stop there. We took it a step further and connected them with a counselor to put them on a path to sobriety. And have you been able to track? We won the million dollars. Yes, and we, we scaled up and staffed up. Now, he, Ed Bozzi, our chief innovation officer, he hired staff, and they've helped 140 people so far with the medically assisted treatment. When was that put in place? It was late last year, in earnest, yeah. That's, that's amazing. Actually more, like this, early this year. And, and what about? I, the guns? Yeah. You know, we've confiscated about close to 700 guns in like four years. That's a lot. 700 guns. That's more than 100 guns per year. Wow. That's almost like a, a gun every three days. <clears throat> That's how drastic it is. But we've also, I mean, part, part of the problem in 2011, a previous mayor laid off 125 cops. That's tough. You can't yeah. recover from that. So ever since I took office, we'll never really get to that level of over 500. We're just trying to get to over 439. The number is 439. Getting there. I've hired 167 cops in four years. Well, five years. We've diversified our force yeah. and we're doing what we can. We saw in the first three months, it was dramatic, a 66% decrease in homicides in Patterson. Really? That's significant. And when you think about it, 430 cops with 160,000 160, people. It's tough. That it's we know tough. of, that was the census. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Right. Well, we were big on the census. We we fought hard to get a complete and accurate count and a committee. And Patterson was stuck at like one hundred and forty-seven thousand, chronically undercounted every decade. And we said, There's just people not reporting. And if you get to one hundred and fifty in, in the state, the law says that you're a city of the first class, and that you can get benefits, more federal funding. You could apply for federal funding. Uh, so one hundred and forty-seven, we got to one hundred and sixty, and it was during the pandemic, and we were like going door to door, like fill out the form. Yeah, I could imagine that. people would just be so nervous. We achieved that objective though. Yeah. And in all fairness, my wife and I, between the last census in 2010 and the last, this past census in 2020, we've had three children, so we contributed. Yeah, I can't believe that you do this job with three children. I people mean, ask me, am I gonna have any more children for the next census in 2030? I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> How my old wife's done. My, my, my eldest is Sophia Shea, she, we're Mets fans, Shea Stadium. Really? She's that was your name today? Ten. 
You didn't. Why not Hinchcliffe? You know, I didn't think <laughs> of that. Sophia Hinchcliffe. Well, well, also, the my middle child. Her name is Kayla Grace, and then my youngest is Aiden okay. Kennedy. Oh yeah, well, you're a big Kennedy fan. I am. What is it? What is it about him that you love? Charisma. He had style and he had substance. You have to have that. Yeah. In in this line of work, public service, you have to have some style to keep people keep their attention. But you have to have substance so you can take action. Right. But well, there's a lot of substance in what you're saying. And I and sure hope so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you another thing, Flavio, and I love saying your name, I'm still fascinated by that name. If I had another son, who knows? There you if go. I had a daughter, Flavio. All right. Anyway, so we also have the Financial Empowerment Center. It's the only one in the state of New Jersey and one in thir- one of in of thirty in the country. We have three trained counselors, financial counselors, that provide free one-on-one financial counseling, and it's confidential. We've helped like over five hundred people in two years. How do, how do people? It's free. You just call the number, and what do you know? How do I get the number? I'll get it. For you. It's on the website. Our I'll, website. I'll put it yeah, right on the FBC here. Financial Empowerment Center. They speak Italian, but primarily Spanish. Right, right, but I knew there was something else that's all Italian. For all two Italians that are in Patterson, sorry. <laughs> but the Financial Empowerment Center, I'll tell you, they help people. Think about this. We have low-income families. Reduce your debt. Improve your credit score, which is really important if you want yeah. to become a homebuyer. Oh, yeah. And become a first-time homebuyer. We've helped a number of people stay in their homes with the financial counseling. So we got people get credit cards, open up accounts. People that work for me did it, like employees that I didn't know. Like I didn't have, a, they didn't have a credit card, and they were in their sixties. So, so anybody that contests says, "Listen, I, I, I can't get out of this debt because that's the biggest." That's come the biggest in, issue. and we'll help you. We'll empower you. Yeah. The other thing is, we also established what's called a guaranteed income initiative. There's people like really like living below the poverty line in Patterson. So, at first, we got a donation from the then. CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, he gave us a half a million dollars. And Charles Floyd, a major developer in Patterson, he gave us like over $100,000 and we helped 110 people by giving them $400 a month for the year. They spent it on groceries, school supplies, medication. One lady's like, I had my first real Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Invited all the family. So, the Guaranteed Income Initiative is gonna be relaunched this year, right in time for Christmas. This time we're ramping it up, 200 people really? who are selected, they're randomly selected by a lottery-based system. Yeah. That's amazing. Hey, that's the work we're doing here. Yeah, well, I mean, there's so, there's so many people that are below the poverty level that feel like there's just no way to get out of it. So Affordable housing is, is important. The Financial Empowerment Center, the Guaranteed Income Initiative, we're also opening, we're gonna establish a community court Sometimes you have like low level offenders, nonviolent, and they get clogged up in the court system and they can't yeah. get jobs. And it's just, it's a strain on not only the system, but on their prospects. Yeah. So our community court's gonna help them like find jobs, keep them out of court. So there were a bunch of people that also talked about the roads. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so I know River Street, just on the way here. It, you took River Street? It's, it's, You're daring. It's like driving on the surface of the moon. And, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to be a wise guy, but sometimes when it rains, yeah. River Street is more river than street. street. Yeah. Okay, this year we have a massive road resurfacing project. Okay, so this year we resurfaced 20 roads. One of them is Chamberlain, and we're finishing it up. We have two phases. 
Next year, we're going to resurface. It's almost unprecedented. 30 roads, and one of them is River Street. Really? River Street is an $11 million project. Three, $11 million? Three dollars. phases. We, we're finishing the first phase, which is design. You have to do the design. Then we have to repair the sewer system. It's damaged. Yeah. And then we resurface the road. I believe at this time next year, River Street will be resurfaced. If everything, I've learned this business. Try not to He's promise. on the record. He's on the record. If all things go according to plan, no supply chain challenges or anything like that, River Street will be resurfaced October of next year, maybe earlier. But I'm going to under-promise and over-deliver. Right. Well, that's great because everybody's going to be going to Hinchcliffe. You know, it's true. All roads do lead to Hinchcliffe. There's wayfinding signs. But also, Eastside Park is the crown jewel of our, yeah. crown, the crown jewel of our park system. We just resurfaced all the roads there. We just resurfaced all really? the roads. Yes, and we are actually renovating the tennis court, half a million dollars right now. They're painting it orange and blue for Eastside High School. Really? Then we're gonna fix the tennis courts at Westside High School and paint it black and red for Kennedy High School. Nice. In my five years, we have invested over $100 million in improving parks, playgrounds, pools, basketball courts, tennis courts. Right now, as we speak, we are planning to build a recreation center. We don't have one in Patterson. I just had a town hall meeting, a little raucous last night. What do the people want? We want public input. Do you want a pool? Do you want pickleball? Do you want a basketball court? Do you want something for mixed martial arts? So what was the consensus? They want everything. <laughs> of course they do. Yeah. So you're working on a rec center? Yes. Where, where's It'll it going to cost like 20 million. We haven't identified where, but we want to know what is going to go in first. Right. Because if you know what's going to go in, you know what size you want. Right. And then you, you know find, where you can find the space. Correct. But I'll tell you, 10 athletic fields we've improved. We just finished the 10th one. It's at a school where I grew up in the neighborhood. I played there. I hit my one and only home run at that field. Did you really? I did. Did you name it after yourself? No way. One home run. <laughs> I got to be very modest. It's, and this job will humble you. So yeah, you know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. You don't envy me. So. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's, and I'm not asking for anybody's pity or envy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know. This is what I chose to do. It's a lot of things that people don't see. Like a lot of the things that you're talking about, people don't see it. They have, you know, they're either in a certain area. They don't go to the other areas, so they don't get a chance to see what's happening. I mean, you know, all along while you guys were working on Hinchlight, you know, we, we saw the press. I love that you're on social media. I am. And listen, if you guys don't, if you don't follow the mayor, make sure you follow him on, on Instagram, on Facebook. Facebook. Not you, so much uh, X or Twitter. Yeah, or so much, yeah. Sorry. Who cares about that? Uh, make sure you follow him so you can see, because he's updating it. Almost on a daily basis on the things that, that you and your administration are Today, doing. Today, I mean, this week alone, we were talking about a new playground at Buckley where we, we renovated. We actually renovated the basketball court and we named it after a Pattersonian who played in the WNBA, won a championship with the Los Angeles Sparks. Her name is Essence Carson. So we did it all over. She designed it and we paid for it. Nice. Like $500,000. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing is that people don't realize the expense of this kind of stuff. $100 million yeah. overall. We've gotten a billion dollars in investment. We're really like booming right now, the growth. Just to give you a data point. And I see all the all the grand the grand openings. You got a that's lot of correct. businesses that are coming in. Correct. And that's the thing is when you improve the roads, when you improve the parks, when you improve the buildings and then the businesses want to come back. You know, when we started there was like twelve hundred abandoned properties in Patterson. Now there's like twelve hundred? Now it's like two hundred. Twelve hundred. Almost eighty percent decrease in the abandoned property, number of abandoned properties. One of them was like the armory, old armory in Patterson. Now it's gonna be a mixed use project, retail on the ground 
level, residential. Hinchlip Stadium is an abandoned property. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That. Also, we had a, a factory. We had many factories. It was a dye factory, leader dye was called. It's gonna be a new school. I love it. It's gonna be a charter school. Really? Yes. We have to overcrowding conditions. Yeah. The classrooms. I believe that there's a correlation between the quantity of students and the quality of instruction. I'm a teacher. I don't want 500 students in my class. I prefer that we have it like 20, 25. On that level, yes. Yeah. So one of the last things I'm going to bring up that, that sure. several people from several yes. municipalities sure. mentioned. Let me guess, Hawthorne, Glen, Glen Rock. Yes, and, and Fairlawn. Fairlawn. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and they all- I know this one. They all mentioned the same thing. The music yeah. that's coming out of the Bunker Hill. We had an issue with Bunker Hill. We actually stationed police officers there. They were doing drag racing. I believe that it improved, but we have to stay vigilant. Yeah. Yeah. That's Is it, it there were drag <laughs> racing too? I know there was fireworks coming out of there. You know, fireworks also came out of Hinchcliffe. Some, every Saturday night, maybe this is what they're talking about, the New Jersey Jackals have fireworks as a part of their oh, promotion. Oh, that's all right. That's yeah. all right, though. I mean, you're doing it 8, 9 o'clock at night, not doing it at 2 in the morning. Yeah. You know, quality of life is a consistent challenge because there's people out there that are inconsiderate and they want to continue to compromise the quality of life for the people, not only in Patterson, but in neighboring towns. Yeah. So I'll let the folks know in Fairlawn, in Glen Rock, in Hawthorne. my home away from home, <laughs> Hawthorne. Who, who used to work there? Yes, I worked for Senator John A. Drugenti at 507 Lafayette La Avenue. Yeah. I was it. his chief of staff. Yeah. Is that a name for Marquis de Lafayette? Hey, he's Lafayette Ave, yeah. No, there you go, another Hamilton-Patterson connection. Yeah, absolutely. But I want to tell all my friends in the neighboring towns that I will continue to monitor the situation and my office is accessible to you. And of course, my public safety director who handles a lot of those calls from me, from you. Yeah. So if people and your respected mayors do reach out to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kurt Peloso from Fairlawn, yeah. John Lane from Hawthorne, even Joe Watecki, the councilman, he calls me too. Yeah. Well, I, I love that you attend events in all of the neighboring towns. I have to. Yeah. Look, Patterson is the seat of Passaic County. We're the capital of Passaic County. Yeah. We're the largest city, so we're like New York City with all the suburbs around us. Yeah. 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 And I love it. I've worked in Hawthorne. I've worked in Fairlawn. I shop in these places too. Yeah. I spend money in Bergen County and Hawthorne. Yeah. My wife spends a lot of money in Bergen County. <laughs> Paramus. <laughs> Paramus Mall, yeah. Uh, it, it, All the malls. If people do want to reach out, they have questions, they have concerns. Yeah, or even sure. If, even if, and, and you know what? I am going to mention this. There were several people that had, you know, positive things to really? say. Really? You know? Jody H, thank you for doing a thankless job. Thank you, for, Jody. And for taking taking on a daunting uphill battle every single day. I like the way she phrased that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you had so, you know, along with the negatives, there were a lot of positives. And because I think it's it's always easy, you know, you go on social media and the negative things are the first things that come up. Even reviews. If you go on Amazon, you go on Walmart, you know, you go to these places and you look at the reviews. The negatives are the first ones that come up. It's, people just love to complain. So if people do want to complain or they do want to send their thanks, is there a, a way that they can yeah, reach sure. the office? So, I mean, I can give you my personal cell. Just oh, don't, that's completely up to you. Don't text me at 2 in the morning. It'll be inundated. My wife doesn't have a jealous <laughs> bone in her body because we're saying, who's texting you at 2 in the morning? <laughs> so my personal cell is 973-204-5617. And let's just keep it strictly business. Two zero four five six one seven. You have it. I think we've been texting each other. Five six one seven. 
And also, I want, I want to let you know, like, when I first took office, I told people, I said, look, we are looking to write a new narrative in Patterson. Yeah. And in order to author that success story, I need co-authors right. to write it with me. Yeah. So we've had a lot of co-authors on the federal level, state level, county level, and municipal level. Well, you know, just from what you've done in the last five years, it's, it's, it is a thankless job, but when you see the fruits of your labor, and, yeah. and wait, I can't wait for the Riverwalk to be open. Me neither. Um, now, this is Lou Costello Memorial Park, $1 million. And I love that park. I used to love that park. No, you like it now. <laughs> Take a look now. I'm going to go it's now. It's changed. It has a playground, first of its kind in Patterson, to accommodate children with special needs. Really? When I first took office, we didn't have a single playground that accommodated children on the, on the spectrum, children with autism. Yeah. Now we have three. Lou Costello Memorial Park, Roberto Clemente Park above you. We love Roberto Clemente and Patterson. And Garrett Mountain, that's working with our county commissioners. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I enjoy coming to work. I can tell. <laughs> Every day, but some days. More than others. others. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. Than more than others. Well, listen, you know. And, and I'd say, Flavio, I'm sorry. The one thing that I never anticipated was the pandemic, and that was very yeah. difficult for us. But Patterson became a leader as far as the vaccine is concerned and contact tracing. We were nationally recognized. In fact, people like all over said the Patterson model, the Patterson model with vaccines. And I'll never forget, my policy was if you wanted to live, we were going to give you the vaccine. I don't care where you live. And the best story was there was a 95-year-old man that came to our point of dispensing, which was at International. We transformed an International High School into a vaccination site so we can accommodate hundreds of people every day. And he wasn't from Patterson. He was from Clifton. 95-year-old man. And he came up to me and said, Mayor, I don't live in Patterson, but I want to live. Wow. We helped so many people from Clifton, Glen Rock, Fairlawn, Hawthorne. We had towns just bring people. Yeah. Because... It was a global crisis, yeah. and it's a humanitarian effort. Right. How do you there turn were no away? boundaries. There were no barriers to yeah. this disease. The virus didn't discriminate. It, discriminate. it affected us all. Yeah. So that took a toll. You, you could see the passion this man has. And it's authentic. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. Just like I root for the Mets. Yeah, that's a passion. Giants. That's a passion right there. Yeah. But I root for the Jets out of sympathy. I hope I didn't offend well, you. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I now root for the Jets only because, you know, the Giants, the Giants. are where they are. Uh, well, they play each other. Be careful. I know. October 29. Yeah. Uh, Somebody's got to win. Or it could be a draw. Exactly. Hey, you know what? So, New York's going to win. Whatever it is. New Jersey. Ironically, they play in Jersey. Yeah. Uh, listen, he gave the cell phone. Don't use that to, to disparage. Don't use that to you know, knock down. Use it to build up. Obviously, he's trying to build up the city. So if you have comments, you have commentary, you have issues, you have problems, concerns, Use it for those reasons, not to tear somebody down or not to tear the city down. Use it to build it up because that's definitely what you've been doing. And I can't wait to see sure. what's going to happen in the next several years. Flavio, I'm profoundly grateful for this opportunity. This is my first time on the Towncast. I hope it's not my it's last time. It's definitely not going to be the last one. one. But we're just going to continue to position Patterson for progress. We're in growth mode in this city. And let me know when you have events. Let me know, yes. and I'll, we'll come out and cover Really? Yeah, absolutely. I wish I'd have known. I would have invited you today. Yeah, I would have been there. I'll invite you to the School 25. It's not going to be, it was supposed to be tomorrow. It'll be on Monday. I'll make sure I send you it at yeah, 11 a.m. Please, please do. All right. That's the play, That's the field I grew up on. Is that right? Yeah, I grew up Yeah, playing on. All right, we'll come out there. We'll I do a live. My first and only home run. <laughs> you got to show me where. 
All we'll right. see. Left field, I pull. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, you know, if, if anything, just text the mayor, words of encouragement. Thank you. And, and let's keep moving forward. Don't, don't pull it back. No. Let's keep moving forward. And again, thank you so Positively much. Positively Patterson right here. Positively Patterson. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. All right, be well, everybody.